Hello and welcome to the Antichrist Empire Deconstruction Podcast. You can visit my website at www.theladyvictory.com. That's www.theladyvictory.com. Please take special note of the in front of Lady Victory. On this channel, we are deconstructing forged additions to the Bible. Gnostic Luciferians have added their own books, letters, and chapters to the Bible. These Gnostic editions were written for Constantine, ancient Rome, and Babylon. The Hebrew Bible has been corrupted. Numerous forged books were wrongfully added to the Hebrew Bible. These forged Gnostic and Luciferian wrongfully added books, letters, and chapters were canonized in the fourth century in Rome. They are presently included in the modern Bible. In the 1611 Authorized King James Version Bible, 15 books of the Apocrypha were originally included. These Gnostic books were written perhaps in the 200 ADs. It's estimated between 2 and 400 AD they were written. The Westminster Confession declared these books to be false Gnostic writings in 1647. Reformed theologians spoke by the Holy Spirit that these books should be removed in 1647. But it wasn't until 1885 that all 15 books of the Apocrypha were removed from the AKJV Bible. People will not find these books in the various versions of the Protestant Bible today. People today are not widely aware that the 66 books we see in the modern Bible are not all the books that were included in the original authorized King James Version Bibles. Our modern Bibles are missing, quote unquote, 15 more books that originally appeared in the 1611 version. If we look at the numerical significance, there are 27 books in the New Testament presently today. Some of the books of the Apocrypha would, of course, be claimed to belong with the Old Testament. But if we just looked at the numbers compared to New Testament books, 15 books would equal over half the 27 books that presently comprise the New Testament. So if we just start with 27 books right now, if we thought about removing 15 of them from the New Testament, we would be left with 12 books in the New Testament today. So that's how significant the number of these 15 books called the Apocrypha really are. These books were wrongfully included in the authorized King James Version and were subsequently removed. We don't see those 15 books in our modern Protestant Bibles or in the modern authorized King James Version Bible. The 15 books that were removed from the authorized King James Version Bible were ruled to be Gnostic books of human origin. These books were rejected from the biblical canon because theologians declared these books are not 
the quote-unquote inspired, infallible Word of God. So we see that Gnostic books and letters were indeed added to the 1611 AKJV Bible. Gnostic books and letters of human origin do not speak by the Holy Spirit, and they do not preach the true gospel or the true Hebrew Messiah, Yeshua, revealed in the Gospel of John. Instead, Gnostic books preach the Antichrist religion. The Antichrist religion is the Gnostic religion that preaches and teaches that Lucifer is God. This Gnostic Luciferian religion preaches that Lucifer is God and came as Christ to make men God. This Gnostic Luciferian religion teaches that men are God and gods. Christians refer to this religion of Luciferian Gnosticism as the quote-unquote 666 beast religion. This podcast refers to the 666 beast religion of the worship of men and Lucifer as God, as the organized social, political, and economic system of the Antichrist Empire. It is also a military system. The Antichrist Empire preaches that men are God. When you turn to the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation is showing that an entire religious, political, military, and economic system rises in which men are worshipped as God. The whole religion is the blasphemy of men thinking themselves to be God. So men are deified in the 666 beast system religion. In order to deify men as the quote-unquote God sex, men are made sex gods. So according to their sex of being born male, of being male, men are worshipped as God. This religion of the 666 beast demands that women subject themselves to men to make men God on earth. The relationship dynamic required to elevate men to godhood status automatically reduces and degrades women as objects, as slaves, servants, and subjects of men. Women in the 666 beast religion are required to exalt men into leadership position, pretending that men are deity. Women are required to play roles of subservient worship of men as God and the gods, the rulers of women. That is the 666 beast system. We can recognize this religion as what we loosely call the patriarchy. The patriarchy is the 666 beast religion of the worship of men as God that we see exposed and condemned in the book of Revelation. That spirit um, in the book of Revelation is referred to as the dragon spirit. 
So we really can look at that dragon spirit of the worship of men as God as a patriarchy spirit. This religion of the worship of men as God and the subjection of women to men to make men God on earth as the deified sex is wrongly called biblical Christianity today. If we just turn to Ephesians 5, for one example of how this Antichrist doctrine of the Antichrist empire has been wrongfully added to the Hebrew Bible, we can see in Ephesians 5 that Paul makes women equal to the church that worships men as God. In Ephesians 5, Paul assigns women the role of the worshipers of men. Paul assigns men the role of God in relation to women. And of course, Paul has gone through a series of 13 books to lead people to this result of the deification of men in relationship dynamic. So it's been an incremental increase in progress in brainwashing people into believing this is quote unquote biblical Christianity. But as we look at it, I think it's very clear in Ephesians 5 that Paul is equating men with the title, the role, the place, and the position of God directly in relation to women. And he's assigning women the role, the place, and the position of worshipers of men as the church. Ephesians 5, 23 and 24. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject to Christ, so let wives be to their own husbands in everything. So what Paul is doing is he's generating a relationship dynamic between men and women and specifically applied clearly in marriage that men assume the role, the place, the position, and the titles of God, while as women assume the role, the place, the position, and the titles of the church that worships God. And he is saying that men take the role of God and women take the role of the church. And it's an exact parallel of between God and the church, between men and women, which automatically distorts all relationship between male and female into a worship of men as God. He assigns the Lord the title of head, and he gives that same title to men in relation to women. So he's making men God and giving them, giving men these titles and telling them to play the role of God in relation to women. And he's demanding that women view men as God and play this role 
it's kind of like men are playing God and women are playing church. And he's presenting a relationship dynamic of complete idolatry. And he somehow brainwashed people through 13 letters to bring them to this point where they're not recognizing that he has declared women the body of men and declared men to be the Christ, the God, and the Savior of women in this role, title, place, and position of headship. And then he says in 525, he's instructing the men to pretend that they're God, put themselves in God's shoes, and see their wives as their church, and to love women as highly exalted gods, love the church that worships them as God. So this is full idolatry. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. And then we go to Ephesians 5.33, and he caps everything off by instructing women to worship their husbands. We are only to worship God, but Paul instructs women to worship men. He has placed men in the role of God, Christ, Savior, and Head in relation to women. He's made women the church of men, and we see that women are called upon to play church and pretend men are God and relate to them as God, view them as God, regard them as God, and now he wants women to worship men as God in his final statement. The wife see that she reverence her husband. Reverence is worship. So we are seeing full idolatry being taught. What is important to see is that Paul's writings make men equal to God in relation to women and makes women equal to the church that worships men as God. Then making men God, Paul declares that women should subject to men in everything particularly in the marriage relationship. So when Paul says everything, he leaves out nothing. So he's leaving no room for a woman to have a personal direct relationship with God. And he's making man step into the shoes of God, the role, place, and the position of God fully and entirely. When he says everything, that leaves no place for God in relation to the woman. And it really leaves no room for God in the marriage. Because when the man replaces God to the woman and she becomes his church, there's no place for God in the marriage and in the dynamic of the relationship between the two. The man in Paul's vision of the Gnostic Luciferian religion of the Antichrist fully replaces God with man in role assignment. So Paul is assigning men the role of God. He is assigning women the role of the church of men. And there's no place for God the creator. There's no place for the Lord 
between the two. The man is God to the woman, Christ and Savior and head. And that's in everything. So there's nothing left for God. There's no place left for God between the two. The man has become God in this cult relationship dynamic. Paul states that women are the bodies of men and men are the saviors of their bodies. Because in Ephesians 5.23, um, he makes the husband the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church and says that he is the savior of the body. And he does go on in Ephesians 5 to say that women are men's bodies. So women are not human beings. Women are not persons. Women are not children of God. Women are the bodies of men. So they're nothing but flesh and they are a man's flesh. Uh, this religion is not the born again faith in the true Hebrew Messiah of the Gospel of John. This is a completely different religion in which men become God and their godhood and their deity is expressed in taking the role, place, and position of God as God, Christ, Savior, and Head in Paul's religion. Nowhere in the true gospel does the true Lord, the true Hebrew Messiah, make himself Head. That is something that Paul completely introduces in a hierarchical dynamic that the Lord um, does not personify. And if in the Gospel of John, of course, he says to us that we are not his servants, we are his friends, and he washed the feet of his disciples. So God does not have this relationship dynamic with us of this unilateral authority in the form of a basically a dictatorial relationship as some form of communist state where people are slaves who just do what they're told. The Lord has instituted a true love relationship with us, and he has called us friends. He says we are not to call ourselves servants, but friends of the Lord. So his relationship with us is a relationship that is of true love. All that Paul says is that Christ gave himself up for the church, but there's no discussion of the resurrection of the Lord. There's no discussion of the Lord's teaching that he has called us friends and not servants. Paul has shifted everything into unilateral authority, which is dictatorship. That relationship dynamic is Luciferian because Lucifer, who comes to make men God, has that dictatorial relationship dynamic with quote-unquote his church because they are made his slaves and he forces them subject and so he possesses dominates controls them and they become nothing so that lucifer becomes everything in this relationship dynamic of possession so paul is not speaking of the lord here he is speaking of lucifer and the Luciferian dynamic of dictatorship and unilateral authority and power and bringing people subject to him. 
you will never find that description of relationship in the Gospel of John, because that is not how the Lord loves his disciples. So, and if you go to John 15, and if you go to the Gospel of John, you are going to see that the Lord has the exact same relationship dynamic with male disciples as he has with female disciples. There's no sex differentiation between how the Lord um, relates to us as his disciples. Male and female have the exact same born-again experience. The Lord lives in males the exact same way the Lord lives in females. So there's, there's no sex differentiation in who we are in the Lord as born-again children of God in the true gospel. And there is no spiritual handicap of a woman that causes her, as if she were just flesh, to regard man and her husband as God, Christ, Savior, and this unilateral hierarchical power position that is dictatorship level of ruling over her in everything where she's just subject as a slave. So whenever there is unilateral authority over someone who is playing God and someone else is playing his church in full subjection to him, to reverence him as God, that is fully Luciferian. That is full idolatry. This is the replacement religion that makes men God and saviors by reducing women to the bodies of men as if they weren't spiritual children of God themselves in whom the Lord, the Holy Spirit, the Father dwell. So Paul is, is, if you read Ephesians 5 and you begin to capture the framework of what he's talking about instead of assuming that he's talking about the Lord and the kingdom. Paul is not. Paul is speaking of Luciferianism. Paul is speaking of how to worship the devil by worshiping men as God in the 666 beast antichrist religion. By teaching that men are the saviors of women, as Paul makes women the bodies of men, Paul is teaching that God does not save women men do. So this, this is a fully heathen Gnostic religion. Paul tells men to love their wives first as if men love their wives as God loves his church. Um, I don't want anyone to, I don't want a man to love me as if I'm his church or as if I'm his body. Um, I'm a child of God. I'm a human being. I'm a person. I'm born of the spirit of God. And I am the full equal of a man in my born-again experience, in the power of the Lord living in me, and as a child of God. So a man is my brother. I am his sister. There is none of this Luciferian hierarchy in a true, true kingdom Christian dynamic. So, but Paul makes men God, and he makes women the church that worships men as God. And it's almost as if Paul is trying to turn women into 
like a robot that a man remote controls uh, by his own will and supposed power. But this power does not come from God because it's not the Holy Spirit. It's the Luciferian dynamic of dictatorship and domination, control, and possession. I think if you really look at Ephesians 5 and examine it um, to look for the Gnosticism and the Luciferian religion, you're going to see it. It's blatantly obvious. But you do have to look. If you don't look, you'll never see anything. If you don't ask questions, if you're not open to learn and see what you have not seen, um, none is so blind as he who refuses to see. But in Paul's um, mythology, women are assigned the role of church. Men are assigned the role of God. Paul tells men and women to have relationships in which men are God and women are the church that worships and serves men as God. Paul even demands that women subject to men in everything. Paul assigns men the literal role, place, and position of God in relation to women. Paul demands that women view themselves as men's church and basically to see themselves as objects and things as men's bodies. Nowhere in Ephesians 5 does he discuss women being spiritual children of God because that's not his religion. In Paul's religion, women are men's bodies that men own. And that's how part of this 666 beast religion. So Paul demands that women view themselves as men's church in the worship and reverence of men as God. And by declaring men to be the God of women, he is declaring men to be God. There is, of course, more to be seen in the false teaching of Saul, who changed his name to Paul. He makes men God and women the church that worships, subjects to, serves men in everything as men replace God fully in everything to women. He even makes men the savior of women as he makes women, the church of men and men's bodies. So please really, you know, take note of that when you read Ephesians 5 about what he's teaching about relationship dynamics, specifically in the marriage relationship from Ephesians 5, 23 through 33. In the 666 beast religion of the book of Revelation, God shows us that men are exalted as God. Men blaspheme God to receive God's worship to themselves. So Paul is teaching that blasphemy in Ephesians 5. In Ephesians 5, Paul is teaching men to assume the role, place, and position of God in relation to women, and so thus over all the earth. Saul Paul is teaching women to give men the role, place, and position of God in relationship, then Paul is telling women to carry out this playing of church to pretend that men are God to women. He's telling women to subject to men in everything, making men equal to God relationally. Paul additionally demands that women reverence men as God. And again, reverence means worship. So in Ephesians 5, Paul is telling women to pretend men are God, look at men as if men are their God, subject to men as if men are their God. 
and be the church of men, as if men are their God and they are the church of men. And Paul is telling women to reverence men as if men are God to them. So we, we can't make a male and female relationship dynamic equal to God and his church without committing idolatry and blasphemy. Because anyone that you make your God and you make yourself their church and you subject to them in everything and you reverence them, you're playing idolatry, you're playing blasphemy, you're playing the 666 beast religion. There's no possible way to make anyone stand in the place, position, role, and even the titles of God that Paul assigns without committing idolatry and without ushering in the spirit of the Antichrist. So Paul has an agenda in his ministry to flip the cross upside down and to replace the Holy Spirit with a spirit of Antichrist as he replaces the Lord with men. The religion that makes women the church of men required to exalt and reverence men as God is the religion of the 666B system of the book of Revelation. Quite obviously, any exaltation of men as equal to God and worthy to be subjected to and reverenced by women as God fully violates the first commandment. The first commandment says we are to have no other God. We are to subject no other God. We are to worship no other God. Now, because Paul has introduced a blasphemous sex differentiation that exalts men into the place of God and reduces women to the slaves and the church and the worshipers of men who are required to be subject to men in everything as if women are just bodies that belong to men, kind of like Stepford robots. Um, that brainwashing has come into the church and to break that brainwashing power, uh, we turn to the first commandment. So I'm gonna read from Exodus 20. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. So the first thing I want to say is that the Lord gave the first commandment to male and female equally. God gave this commandment to women, that women are not to have any man in the place, position, role, or titles of God in relation 
to them. So this, this commandment was not just given to men. And in fact, men are warned about this iniquity as if God is warning about patriarchy. He is saying he will visit this iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation. So God is truly warning of men rising up into his role, place, and position, assuming his glory and his power, his honor, and his praise unto themselves in relation to women. And I want you to imagine a man and a woman standing before God and they're married or are to be married. And, and how about if we speak the first commandment over a husband and wife and we clearly instruct the wife that she is to have no other God. She is not to bow down to or serve this man. That God is very jealous over this relationship and he's warning, do not have this man as a God before me. Don't put this man before me. Don't put him into a place, a position, or a role that is exalted. Hold his feet down to the level ground and do not commit idolatry in this relationship of your marriage. So I think that uh, Exodus 20 is a really good scripture to speak over marriage. And when you really speak the first commandment over marriage, you can't speak Ephesians 5 over marriage. And that's to try to help people to break this brainwashing power of Paul's teaching. Because Paul's teaching violates the first commandment. Paul is assigning men the literal role, place, and position of God in relation to women. And he's trying to whitewash the, these commandments of men and seduce people away from the first commandment as if the first commandment doesn't apply to a male and female in marriage. It applies. It applies. And so God would will that two married people be friends as brother and sister, as equal children of God, and who are both equal members, equal participants, equal children in his church. So the woman is not the church of the man. The man is not God to a woman. There, God doesn't share his roles with a man. And this leaves no room for any false teaching of Paul of male headship. There is no scripture. Nothing is true scripture that commands women to reverence their husbands. Husbands are not God. God was very clear to have no other gods before him. You don't reverence any human being. You don't put anyone into the place, the position, and the role of God. You don't enact a patriarchy. You don't do it because man is being lifted up in pride. And when man is lifted up in pride, he falls in the spirit of Lucifer. That is the fall of man, is the exaltation into the place of God in relation to women. And we cannot receive anything as scripture that tells women that women are the church 
of men and that women are supposed to subject to men because the first commandment forbids women to enter that relationship dynamic because that dynamic is violation of the first commandment because it's it's putting a man before God. And even as you listen to Paul's teaching and as you examine it in how it is designed, built, and structured, the woman does not have that direct relationship with the Lord, but the man, she has the... People call this the chain of authority. They, they draw an umbrella and the man is under God and the woman is under the man. So the woman, the man is before God to the woman. She can't get directly to God. She goes directly to the man. So Paul's doctrine and this chain of authority that he teaches in this umbrella theory is literally, just look at the diagram, to the woman the woman is being told, put the man before God relationally. He'll talk to God for you. He'll be the intermediary between you and God. And you be under the man. You just obey the man unilaterally, subject to him in everything. And then Christ is his head, but the man is your head. And in this Luciferian dynamic, the man to the woman is before God. He's running interference between her and God. He's cutting her off from God. The only way that we can have a true um, kingdom relationship is if they both stand at the same level ground of the cross as equal children of God, equal brother and sister in the family of God, and then God can be in the relationship between the two of them. But even as you look at that umbrella picture, God is not between the man and the woman, is he? He's above the man, and the man is under, or the woman is under the man. But God is not between the two at all. You've got to be on level ground for God to be between you and to have a truly solid relationship that's founded and grounded upon the Lord, where the Lord is the center. So all this teaching of Paul is fully contradictory to faith in the one true living God who gave us the first commandment. And the first commandment is one sure way to check whether the religion that we're being taught is Gnosticism and Luciferianism. Because the devil will always violate the first commandment. The devil will always put a man into the place, position, and the role, and even give him the titles of God, like head and savior, which Paul does in Ephesians 5. True Christian faith is the worship of the God of Israel who gave us the first commandment. It is fully against the commandment of God for women to be commanded by a man, by Paul, by, by whoever printed that book and stamped Holy Bible on the cover. They don't have the authority to command women, to exalt men, reverence men, and subject to men in everything as if men are God and God's of earth. Because at that point, you're crowning a man as your God. And that is worship of Lucifer. Anytime a man is worshiped as God, anytime the first commandment is violated, Lucifer is getting through that disobedience. Lucifer is, is gaining power and he's able to manifest his spirit. And there's a lot of oppression on this earth 
due to violation of the first commandment in the foundational human relationship of marriage. So we have to get the patriarchy out of marriage to get the Antichrist spirit out. So we have to get rid of Paul's teaching to overpower the Antichrist empire by the spirit of God. One definition of a God with a little g, G-O-D, is a ruler. Ruler means God. God means ruler. So to make men the rulers ruling over women, commanding women to be subject to men in everything, is a clear display of making men God and the gods of women. When you give men that level rule over you, women, you're making him God. That is the spirit of the Antichrist. That is the patriarchy. That is the dragon. No one can command women to keep the commandments of men that make men God and the gods of women. No one can call Ephesians 5 scripture. It violates the first commandment. If you call Ephesians 5 scripture, you may not understand that you're lying, but you're telling a lie. Ephesians 5 is not scripture. It violates the first commandment. It teaches the worship of men as God and the exaltation of men into the place, position, and role of God in relation to women. Paul wrote 13 books to take you to that dead end. And he incrementally brainwashed, but we've got to stop at Ephesians 5 and look at that relationship dynamic and what roles people are playing. When men play the role of God and women play the role of church, that's idolatry. The God of Israel did not give us Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5 is a religion that fully violates the first commandment of the God of Israel. So that's not the Hebrew Bible. This is a Gnostic Luciferian book that was added wrongfully to the Hebrew Bible. We are not to exalt any human being into the place of God. We are not to bow down, subject to, nor serve any human being as if that person is God in the place of God or a God in our lives. We're, no man can assign any woman or any person the role of the church to a man. That is the Antichrist. The first commandment is given to all women to prevent all women from exalting, reverencing, subjecting to, bowing down to, or serving men as if men are higher beings or rulers, thus gods over women. So when you see that umbrella outlined where there's God, the Lord above men, what that's showing is men taking the place of God in relation to women. The first commandment forbids any of the teaching that Paul taught in Ephesians 5. Paul is teaching the Antichrist Empire, 666 Beast religion in Ephesians 5 and throughout his writings. That religion does not come from the God and King of Israel, who created the world in six days in Genesis 1. That religion of making men God and gods as rulers over women does not come from the God of Israel. It's not the Hebrew Bible. We have to test things to see if they're Hebrew. And the first commandment is from the God and King of Israel. So when Paul's teaching fully violates the first commandment, it didn't come from the God of Israel. It's not the Hebrew Bible. It's no different than the Apocrypha that was added, that was not inspired by God.
not by the God of Israel. It's a Luciferian book. And we can see that by its diagram, its outline, its role, title assignments. Throughout the whole teaching, it's full violation of the first commandment. How is it possible that the worship of men is God through commanding women to subject to men in everything and give them all these roles and titles and places and positions where men play God with women? How, how did that find its way? into the faith and practice of Christians today. Well, that's what we're gonna now go over. And it is the research educational topic of this podcast. The answer to these questions is outside the box of Christians today. It's simply not possible for a Gnostic Luciferian religion to be the true Christian faith. It's simply not possible for a religion in which men are exalted as God and the gods, the rulers over women who rule over women in everything. Um, it's just not possible for any religion where women are requi required to subject to men in everything and reverence men to be the true Christian faith. It's not that it violates the first commandment. That's our acid test. Whenever we see men exalted as God, we need to return to Revelation 13 and see the dragon, because that's the spirit that is speaking. It's the dragon spirit. The dragon spirit exalts men as God. We cannot overpower the Antichrist religion today and the Antichrist empire rising today until we obey Second Chronicles 7.14. We have to turn from our wicked ways. We need to remove the Antichrist empire religion out of our Bibles, out of our perceptions doctrinally out of our hearts and out of our lives today so we need to really go through this book and just like we got rid of the apocrypha we need to start identifying these false books and removing this antichrist empire doctrine of the 666b system out of our lives it has to go because we have to turn from our wicked ways it is wicked to teach ephesians 5 it is wicked to receive Paul as an apostle. It's wicked. He's a false apostle. This is not the Hebrew Bible. We need a serious come to Yeshua moment to know the truth, to be made free. What we need today is education on where the Bible came from, how it was put together, who canonized it, and just how is it that this modern Bible has been traditionally received by Christians today as the inspired, infallible, word of God. Because the problem becomes increasingly evident through study that there are numerous false Gnostic Luciferian books polluting the Bible today. False teachings in the modern Bible today are teaching patriarchy to devout, sincere Christians. We need to understand that male and female were created equally in the image of God. We can't add anything to the truth of Genesis 1 that distorts and, and violates that truth. Because if man is exalted above woman in any way, and if man is given any dominion over woman, any rule over woman as a God, then woman has a God before God. It's violation of the first commandment. You don't see any violation of the first commandment 
in Genesis 1. So we need to hold our ground and stand on Genesis 1, that male and female are equally created in the image of God, and understand what that means when the Lord shows us that male and female in the Gospel of John, John 1, 12 through 13, are equally born of the Spirit of God in New Covenant redemption. Male and female equally experience the Lord personally living in their hearts individually. So God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit lives and dwells in a woman just as God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit dwell in a man, both in original creation of equality and both in born-again redemption of equality. Paul never teaches from Genesis 1, and Paul never teaches the truth of born-again redemption. He teaches the Gnostic Luciferian religion. The Antichrist religion worships Lucifer by worshiping men as God. This is the Antichrist empire. Sincere, devout Christians are called of God to deconstruct the Antichrist empire. That begins with theology. The Antichrist empire is a clear and present danger on earth today. When we examine the Babylonian empire of history, we see the Antichrist empire. We see the Antichrist empire in the empire of Pharaoh in Egypt. We see the Antichrist empire, likewise, in the ancient Roman empire of Caesar. Now, when the Lord brought the people out of Egypt and out from under the Antichrist empire, the first thing he did was to give them the first commandment. Now, by the Holy Spirit in the born again, our hearts are in unity. And the first commandment is written on our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The Lord says in the Gospel of John that the born again worship God in spirit and in truth. So in our spirits, born of God, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, we worship God alone, and we have no other gods before him. So we can test any doctrine of any of these false books, chapters, and letters that were added to the Hebrew Bible by the Antichrist Empire by simply testing, does this keep or violate the first commandment? Constantine was an ancient Roman Empire Caesar in the 300s AD. Constantine established a false Gnostic Luciferian brand of Christianity. He made it an accepted state religion of the Roman Empire, but it was the false church. It wasn't the true church. Constantine raised up the false Antichrist Empire Church in his day and made it 
an officially accepted religion of Rome. Constantine also had his hand in the formation of our modern Bibles. So what we're going to do in this podcast is we're going to review some history and we're going to review the differences between the true born-again faith versus Luciferian Gnosticism. Then we're going to look at ancient Rome and the religion of ancient Rome, and we're going to see how it is that the religion of Constantine did not mix the Roman Empire with the true, authentic, born-again faith of the true Hebrew Messiah Yeshua of the Gospel of John, who is the God and King of Israel, who is God the creator of Genesis 1. What Constantine did was he took his ancient Roman religion of faith in the Roman gods and he merged it with Gnostic Christianity. And the Gnostic Christianity is the religion that worships Lucifer as God and that Lucifer came to make men God as the Gnostic false Christ. So what came out of Rome that produced our Bibles was an ancient Roman replacement religion that merged the religious faith of ancient Rome in the Roman gods with Gnostic Luciferian false Christianity. And initially, Constantine made that an accepted religion in ancient Rome. And a subsequent Caesar made it the official, number one, and exclusive state religion of the Roman Empire. It is the Antichrist Empire religion. And what they did in Rome was to write up Gnostic books, letters, and chapters like the Apocrypha. And they added them to the Hebrew Bible. Well, as we reviewed at the top of this podcast, the Westminster Confession declared 15 books of the Apocrypha to be Gnostic and falsely added by Rome in the days of Constantine and when the Bible was canonized subsequently by a, a later Caesar and declared these books to be not the inspired infallible word of God and commanded them to be removed from the Bible. So what I'm telling you is that many more books were added by Rome that are just as Gnostic and Luciferian as the Apocrypha. All 13 letters of Paul are false. And I'd like to invite those who hear the podcast to visit my website at www.theladyvictory.com. That's www.the, remember the the, <laughs> ladyvictory.com. I have written a book and I know this is shocking to people, but we need to know the truth. 
if we're going to obey and come into kingdom alignment with 2 Chronicles 7.14, we need to clean up our Bibles so that we can have clean hearts before God. And I've written a book called Big Bad Wolves Hiding Under Bible Covers. It's the first book that I'm releasing. And that book is doing a deep dive and showing that Matthew, Mark, and Luke are really the Antichrist Empire religion. And they're teaching the false Christ Lucifer as their false Christ. And there's a deep dive that I think will show born-again believers that the Gospel of John is the only authentic gospel in our New Testament Bibles today. And so this is what this podcast is about. I'm going to be exposing and refuting book after book after book and chapter after chapter after chapter of the Antichrist religion. And I'm going to show you how these books are Gnostic and Luciferian. And they're not teaching the sound doctrine of the true Hebrew Bible and the true Hebrew Messiah. These books were added by Constantine and his successors. They are of the ancient Roman Empire. Now, I would definitely appreciate your support in this ministry. And so you can go to my website and you can give one-time or monthly gifts there. And you can also buy a copy of that book. It's going to be a blessing to you. Uh, I think it's going to be like the Laodicean um, in the book of Revelation, that church having eye salve given to their eyes so that they can see. Because the Laodicean church is deceived. Um, they really think things are true that are not true. So we're going to do our deep dive and we're going to deconstruct the Gnostic books out of the Hebrew Bible in the Antichrist Empire Deconstruction Podcast. Thank you.